Welcome to the Ohio State University Spring Quarter Commencement, held Sunday, June 12, 2005 at Ohio Stadium. 5,809 graduates received their diplomas. This quarter's commencement speaker is William H. Hall, Vice President for Student Affairs at the Ohio State University. It is my pleasure to welcome you on this glorious day to the 372nd commencement of The Ohio State University. I'm honored to preside at this important ceremony as this university bestows its academic degrees on today's graduates. Ladies and gentlemen, our speaker today is one of this university's most popular and well-known administrators. Bill Hall is Vice President for Student Affairs at Ohio State and has earned a reputation as a leader of vision and action and as a compassionate advocate for students. At Ohio State, Bill has broad responsibility for the welfare of more than 58,000 students and provides executive leadership to a student affairs office of 35 units with a total staff of 3,600 individuals including 2,400 part-time and student employees. His domain includes direct services to students, such as housing and food service, the Student Health Center, counseling and career advising, student activities and recreation, a multicultural center, disability services, and services to students living off campus. He is also responsible for the management of 141 facilities, including a major sports and entertainment arena, two student unions, a hotel, conference center, 32 residence halls, and numerous off-campus residential properties. After graduating from the United States Army War College, Bill had a distinguished career with the Ohio Army National Guard, retiring in 1998 with the rank of Brigadier General. He began his career in student affairs at his alma mater, Southern Illinois University, where he earned bachelor's and master's degrees in education. He joined Ohio State in 1977 as director of residence and dining halls, was appointed assistant vice president for student affairs in 1994, interim vice president in 2000, and vice president in 2001. Bill has worked tirelessly throughout his career to provide more efficient and effective services to our students and to enhance the student experience. It is no surprise that he's widely known and respected by Ohio State students who recognize him from his frequent appearances at student events and activities, his weekly email messages to them, as well as his visibility in campus and local news media. You might find him in the midst of a pillow fight on the South Oval, patrolling High Street after a football game, or staying overnight in a dormitory. He's valued for his straightforwardness, his obvious interest in students and their needs. He has a reputation for enforcing high standards as well as for consistently, consistently and effectively involving students in university decision making. 
No one is more committed to the well-being and success of our students and, than Mr. Hall, and no other member of the administration has been honored by students with his very own Bill Hall bobblehead. Bill is equally admired, valued, and loved by his colleagues. In fact, he's become one of the most loved people on our campus. It is in response to the Lantern editorial calling for him to be invited as your commencement speaker today that he is here to talk with you. Please welcome Mr. Bill Hall, your commencement speaker for spring quarter. Uh, thank you, President Holbrook. Let me be the first to congratulate uh, the class of 2005. I know that some of you are disappointed that I'm not uh, Oprah Winfrey or some famous politician. I also know that there are a few others who really don't mind who gives the commencement speech as long as it's brief. <laughs> I thought that would get your attention. And while I can't do anything about my lack of celebrity status, rest assured I understand your collective expectation for brevity. This is truly a great honor for me because a number of you, the graduates, initiated the invitation for me to speak, and that's what makes this day extra special. You'll be happy to know that I'm not going to lecture you this afternoon. I've had four years to do that. The undergraduates especially have heard much of my advice several times over. I mean, really, how many times do I have to remind you to party responsibly? But on second thought, given today's celebratory mood, perhaps it is, uh, perhaps it is appropriate. I do feel a special bond with the class of 2005 since I have shared a number of experiences with you. Of course, there were the standard vice presidential appearances at events like Welcome Week, student government meetings, and visits to regional campuses. But I also put dignity aside to join in some of the less formal student experiences. For example, we painted a scarlet O on my head for Black O. We danced at Buckeye Thon and engaged in mortarboards pillow fight in the pouring rain. We went to the Chris Rock show. And let me tell you that Chris Rock can outcuss any drill sergeant I ever encountered in my 30 years in the military. We put on our poker faces for a few games of Texas Hold'em, picked up a hammer to help Habitat for Humanity build a house last year, and I was there with you when the Buckeyes won the national championship at the Fiesta Bowl. And I was out in the streets weekend after weekend looking for some of the same house parties that many of you were, but I expect our motives may have been somewhat different. There were some activities I avoided altogether and so relied on secondhand reports second-hand reports of this year's senior crawl and your various dips into Mirror Lake. And I understand I've never seen so many students uh, in Mirror Lake. You couldn't see the water for the thousands of students that were there this year. Many of you entered Ohio State in September of 2001, just a few days after the 9-11 attacks, and were the first freshman class I welcomed as vice president. 
It was a great time of uncertainty about the future and a particularly difficult time to move away from your family and friends. It was a time of tremendous change. National events have continued to influence your lives in our university community. We have had members of our own families and our university family called to active military service. Many of our international students have, have faced obstacles con to continuing their education in the United States and in traveling to and from their home countries. We have lived at the epicenter of a very contested presidential election that brought candidates to the Columbus area and our campus over and over and over again. We also shared the never-ending cycle of campus construction. In years to come, the beep, beep, beep of a dump truck backing up will evoke images of Ohio State University as much as here in Carmen, Ohio. And you will be able to say with a straight face that in your day, watching grass grow was a major oval activity. And given our exclusive beverage contract, I expect that most of you have consumed enough Coca-Cola to last a lifetime. And a good number of you have consumed an equal amount of that beverage brewed up the road a bit. But I don't want to imply that your tenure was all fun and games. Your diploma tells the world about all the work that you did. The classes, reading, studying, hours in the lab, meetings with professors, field trips, study abroad experiences, group projects, and many, many late nights. Many of you conducted original research or worked closely with faculty on research projects. And as a class, you contributed tens of thousands of hours of community service, much of it here in the Columbus area and central Ohio, but also as far away as Central America, Europe, and Africa. There is one other experience that many of you have shared with me, and that is my fight with cancer. As many of you know, in December I was diagnosed with pancreatic and liver cancer, and I'd like to share some of my personal experience fighting this disease. And my hope, my hope in sharing is that my lessons learned may help you deal with the inevitable changes and challenges that you will face during the coming months and years ahead. Since being diagnosed, I have realized more than ever that attitude affects outcome. I am determined that regardless of the diagnosis, irrespective of the challenge or degree of adversity, I will continue to choose to live each day to the fullest. And with the support of our loved ones, friends, and family, we are capable of amazing things when we set our mind to it. Therefore, I urge you to maintain that positive attitude. Grab every minute of living out of each and every day. I have come to realize that it's not money, possessions, power, or fame that makes one happy. Instead, it's the good times you share with your loved ones the joy you take in living each day to its fullest. It is your attitude that will determine how happy and in many cases how successful you are. So I encourage you to make the most of the tremendous opportunities college have offered you and I hope that as graduates you will continue to look for the positives in each day. Of course, a positive attitude alone is not enough. 
As you prepare to leave here, it is important that you know deep down who you are and what principles are going to guide your life. I ask you to reflect on what are those principles, what are those values that will guide and sustain you through the good times and the bad times. I believe a set of core values is our link to the past and our guide to the future. Some, like your faith and your love of family, are pretty obvious. Others are more elusive. I am convinced that the value that may provide the foundation for leading a decent and full life is one's integrity, one's character. What do I mean when I talk about integrity and character? I believe integrity means doing the right thing, doing the right thing even though it may be unpopular, delivering what we promise, admitting our mistakes when we're wrong, listening to other people, speaking positively about others, and I think most importantly, what a wonderful world this would be if we would only talk to each other instead of about each other. And just before I got my cancer diagnosis, I was visiting Ohio State students serving in the military in Kosovo. Believe me, most of them would have rather been back at Ohio State studying or at home with their families. But they had made a commitment to serve, and I was struck by how hard they were working to do their assignments to the utmost of their ability despite the adversities. They honored all who had gone before with their commitment to duty, honor, and country. But the bottom line is I encourage you always to listen to your heart, do the right thing, and act with integrity. My personal fight with cancer has made me acutely aware of the importance of our research agenda here at Ohio State University. Not all of you will go out and do research to find cures for deadly diseases, but you can all contribute to making the world a better place. There is potential to good, do good things in every profession and countless ways to contribute to your community and the world, such as tutoring a child, getting involved in local politics or civic associations, advocating for causes important to you, reaching out to your neighbors, and taking care of your families. Doing the right thing or doing good does not stop when you walk out of this stadium with your diploma. Living a life of integrity means taking the research, critical thinking, and communication skills you have acquired at Ohio State and putting them into practice each and every day in your family, in your communities, and in your profession. Finally, I believe in valuing people. Through my brief experience with cancer, I have come to value more than ever the kindness of my friends, my colleagues, and my family. I have also gained a new appreciation for human diversity. I trust that we have reinforced the importance of respecting others and valuing diversity to the point where many of you have grown weary of hearing about it. But I want to tell you that there is always more to learn. Until my illness, I am not sure I ever really appreciated the tremendous diversity in how humans can express caring. I have received hundreds of letters and emails of support, many from those of you graduating today. You have no idea how much these small expressions 
have meant to me. Everyone is wonderful in its own way. Some have been humorous, others quite serious. Some express cultural and religious traditions. Others are standard hallmark greetings. But each message is unique. It's been a unique expression of compassion, love, and caring. Each email and each card is someone taking a little piece of their heart and sharing it with me. Today, I want to encourage you to share little pieces of your heart with all of those who have helped make this day possible for you. And as you leave Ohio State, I hope you will make a habit of valuing people throughout all of your life. So there you have it. My last pieces of advice to you. I have been blessed to spend my career working with some of the best people in the world, the students of Ohio State University. Being surrounded day after day, year after year, by bright, energetic, thoughtful, and caring young people, it is impossible not to be optimistic. It is impossible not to be enthusiastic. And I am enthusiastic. I am enthusiastic about all of you. You are prepared academically for your chosen professions and careers. You have had opportunities to develop your personal leadership skills. But you all know that your education is not over. There is something new to learn every day. But you have a firm foundation on which to build. Tomorrow, when you begin the next chapter in your life, I hope you will take these three messages with you. One, keep a positive attitude. Two, make integrity a cornerstone of your life. And three, value people. Congratulations to each and every one of you. Please know of my deepest respect and go Bucks. Nobody has lived up to the ideals you espouse better than you. Our hearts are with you and your family. Thank you so very much for a wonderful message to all of our graduates. We have a remarkable group of students graduating today, and I am pleased to announce that this graduating class has 13 students who have completed their undergraduate degrees with a perfect 4.0 grade point average. As I call your name, would each student please stand so we can recognize you for your exceptional record of achievement. Christopher Alvarez Breckenridge of Blacklick, Bachelor of Science in Biology and Bachelor of Arts in Plastics. Catherine Bolio, Bolio of Centerville, Bachelor of Science in Business Administration. Jennifer Bennett of Upper Sandusky, Bachelor of Science in Agriculture. Daniel Clausen of Dublin, Bachelor of Science in Business Administration. Patrick Confer of Ironton, Bachelor of Arts in Anthropology. Marissa Grillio of Kettering, Bachelor of Science in Industrial and Systems Engineering. 
Katie Landrigan of Kettering, Bachelor of Arts in Art History, Noah Litton of Perrysburg, Bachelor of Arts in Political Science, Christopher Maurer of New Philadelphia, Bachelor of Science in Allied Health Professions, Desiree Roffers of Grafton, Wisconsin, Bachelor of Arts in French, Robert Sledge III of Dayton, Bachelor of Science in Business Administration, Charles Stevens of Stowe, Bachelor of Sciences in Business Administration and Bachelor of Arts in Japanese, Stephanie Vierhoff of Columbus Grove, Bachelor of Arts in English. Please congratulate all of these outstanding seniors. Thank you. I would now like to address my remarks to the title of Cooperation and Competition. Commencement speakers frequently tell graduating students that they're about to enter the real world, meaning the world outside the university. I believe that your lives at Ohio State have been in the real world, and I do mean world. Many of you who are undergraduates, as Bill Hall has mentioned, entered Ohio State in the fall of 2001 a year Americans will never forget. The attack of September 11, 2001 left our nation forever changed and deeply shaken. It demanded action to promote national security and a focus on economic competitiveness as well as domestic well-being. Although not so clearly evident at that moment, it would also demand a heightened degree of cooperation. Graduating seniors are the first class to have all of the, had, had all of your college years influenced and perhaps even shaped by the event. A national survey showed that 75% of you feel more patriotic as an outcome, that your outlook on the future has been affected, but that your career goals have not been altered. I believe that all of us have gained a broader and clearer perspective and awareness of the need to understand more about the multicultural global society within which we live. Let me share a few things I learned this spring. In recent weeks, I participated in two seemingly different international gatherings, one in the Netherlands that focused on our national innovation agenda and the other in China that focused on the importance and design of higher education. The Transatlantic Summit on Innovation in the Netherlands convened representatives from the United States and the European Union to discuss how to advance all of our economies through innovation, entrepreneurship, and education. The Chinese summit, sponsored by the Ministry of Education, included a small group of American university presidents and their delegations, and a larger group of Chinese university presidents and their delegations to help China design 100 new research universities and to upgrade others. This meeting was not a first. University presidents from the European Union and other countries had gathered previously in China, and meetings had been held in Singapore for the same purpose. Education is a foremost priority for advancing the economy of all competing nations. In the Persian Gulf region, Qatar has imported colleges of medicine, engineer, business, and computer science, and aeronautics, and security from American universities to create what is called Education City, a magnificent new campus that awards American degrees that adhere to our quality, 
our standards. And the United Arab Emirates is working with colleges of several Big Ten universities to create entirely new universities by importing our programs and engaging our faculty to offer our degrees in their newly designed and locally funded environments. These strategies are only some of the bold and aggressive advances that demonstrate how education is truly valued as an international enterprise today and how central American education is embedded in the goals of other countries as they strive to succeed. Our nation and other global powers have realized that we will succeed as nations and as humankind through cooperation as well as competition in virtually every arena. You have experienced this firsthand at Ohio State, whether it's on our campus or abroad. 16% of you, our undergraduate students, have had an international experience while at Ohio State. All of you have benefited from interactions with our 4,300 4, international students, our international faculty, and 1,500 international scholars. Many of you graduate with degrees or experience in our area studies centers featuring Latin America, East Asia, Africa, Western Europe, Slavic, and Eastern Europe and you have used the wonderful resources of Hagerty Hall, which has direct online communication all over the world in multiple languages. You've participated in activities that celebrate languages, cultures, foods, and holidays of other countries. Some of you have presented your research in an undergraduate symposium in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Others have conducted outreach projects in Africa, taught languages in China, lived in local homes abroad, and studied in a multitude of countries worldwide. Ohio State has opened doors for you to the rest of the world, for your lives will be affected profoundly by what goes on elsewhere on our planet. You will live a global life like other generations have not known, and you must be ready to move comfortably and confidently through it and to embrace the themes of cooperation and competition that have become so apparent. All of you have gained the experience at Ohio State to work in a world of competition and cooperation. You faced competition in gaining entry to Ohio State and in receiving scholarships, fellowships, and assistantships from this university. And you've continued to face competition as you work successfully toward your degrees. As you prepared to graduate, you again competed for entry into graduate and professional schools and for a position in the job market. You've watched competition in its most aggressive dimension in some of our sports contests. And you've celebrated your personal and your university's positive outcomes in competitions of all sorts, rankings, ratings, and rising standards. But you would have not gotten to this stage without significant cooperation as individuals and as teams. And so it goes with the countries of the world. The journalist Thomas Friedman warns us that we face serious competitive challenges from new centers of innovation across an increasingly connected planet. We can meet those challenges by forming collaborations to develop the new ideas, technologies, and relationships that drive the global economy and rise this, raise the standards of living everywhere. This is the real world you'll be living in and working in, a world you have been living in and working in while you were at Ohio State. It's a world of change, where innovation and creativity have never been more important, where international cooperation and healthy competition are not only useful, but also necessary. It is a very exciting world, and we are at an exciting moment in history. 
You're about to inherit that world, and I hope Ohio State has prepared you to use your inheritance wisely as you continue to compete, to cooperate, and to succeed. I extend my very best wishes to every one of you for a marvelous, a successful, and happy future. And thank you very much.